All right. Hey, folks, back for the podcast. I hope you're all well. Now, uh, today's topic is going to be the summation of a roughly six-month experimentation I've been doing with um, low-carb, high-fat type of approaches. And I wanted to just talk you through my whole journey there. Now, before I start, I just want to say this is my journey. This is not something I recommend to anyone because there are many views out there on this particular topic and it's a very divisive topic so some people will agree wholeheartedly others will vehemently disagree and a very eeny meeny small group of people will actually think that i'm saying something quite reasonable um and will understand the nuance so let's just start from the beginning so back in about mid-november I started to experiment with a more ketogenic style of eating. And um, it was just purely for experimentation. I was discussing keto and veganism quite a lot with some friends. Um, and we were just discussing it. And I, I wanted to form my own opinion. So I started to experiment. So I thought, why not? Let's go full on keto for about however long. I didn't really plan any kind of time. But I thought, you know, let's let's go for it. So. I did full keto for about, I think it was six to eight weeks I was in ketosis. I was probably out of ketosis a handful of times in those two months. So I was pretty full on, uh, which which kind of coincided you know, with Christmas and stuff. But, but aside from that, I was pretty full on into keto. So initially, I actually felt pretty good. It was interesting. It was certainly different. So it was certainly different in that the foods I got to eat were quite a lot different to what I was eating previously. So previously, I was eating more, I would say, a moderate style of eating, which is what I recommend to my clients, eating more of my my traditional eating model, which I would say is um, moderate protein, high amounts of fruits and vegetables. That's the basis. Um, fat ended up being, I would say, moderate. So certainly not low fat, which I think would be anything lower than 40 to 50 grams. Um, but certainly what I was eating previously wasn't high fat. It was more in the region of about, say, 50 to 80 grams with the rest being made up by carbs. Um, so that's what I was eating previously. So it was quite a change from that. So keto almost immediately upped my fat intake as the primary thing, obviously. And as a consequence of the types of foods that I was eating and the feedback that I received from the fitness, um, the sort of the bodybuilding fitness keto scene, protein was a little bit higher. Now, there is some controversy on that, but I think the general accepted mantra is you can have your protein a little bit higher and still be in ketosis. So that's what I did. But I, I think that's a minor point anyway. So anyway, protein was about 200 grams, not excessively high. Protein was about 200 grams. Fat was, I think, I can't recall, but it was certainly over about 150. So there was a couple of notable um, improvements right at the beginning. Firstly, it felt pretty good. Like almost immediately, I had almost a mood enhancing benefit, which was odd to me. I felt a lot more relaxed. I felt a lot more calm all of a sudden, which was interesting. And I liked it because I'm not, I don't really like to feel very up um, a lot of the time or very down. I just like to feel nice and mellow. That's how my personal preference. So that was quite good. I, I, it was almost like it took the edge off a lot of 
emotions, um, which was strange. It was strange, it, but it was more conducive to work. I guess that's why I liked it. A lot of my day is filled with work. Um, so as, as I say, here I am, first thing on a Friday morning, uh, recording this podcast. So initial stages, certainly the choices of food was quite interesting. It was quite fun. There's a lot of pork, a lot of lamb, a lot of cheese, um, all that kind of stuff. And then, in, and also some snacks like pork rinds or pork scratchings that we we call them in the UK. Um, walnuts, uh, avocados, it was all very plenty. So the meals looked very extravagant. And that was probably the other benefit. Um, I ate less often. I was less hungry. That was, I say, one of the most notable benefits, which I think is very appealing to a lot of people. You end up being less acutely hungry. So you end up eating probably more like twice a day rather than say three or maybe four times. So I could easily adjust my eating schedule to eating once at 12 o'clock and then again at about six to seven. And that was it, that's all I did. So I very quickly settled into that kind of schedule. So overall, initial thoughts were very positive. Now, I also got some blood work done around about February time and blood work was very positive. It was, it was all very good. Everything was within range. Um, HDL had actually raised up a little bit, which was cool. LDL had raised up slightly, but not more than the HDL. So my actual ratio was better. So, you know, I had a better cholesterol result, which was kind of cool. Um, everything else was, was well within range. So um, no, no problems there. As you'd expect from a, a relatively, well, from a healthy guy going to a keto diet for just say eight to 12 weeks, you wouldn't expect there to be that much change. So that was reflected in that. I think this would maybe be different if it was for longer or if it was from somebody who was coming from uh, a place of worse health. But anyway, we can discuss, and that could have gone either way, better or worse. But anyway, in terms of where we're at, so we're talking about the first sort of eight weeks where I was in ketosis most of the time. Initial thoughts were there were some, a lot of positives to do with sort of hunger, meal frequency, um, and mood. And it, then let's kind of now let's kind of talk about negatives and where things started to slide. I started to notice probably around about the four week mark, I was bonking hard. Now, whereas normally I'd be in the gym and I can train hard for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours, depending on how many sets I'm taking to failure, but I can go full on for a long time. Like, hour and a half training sessions were not uncommon for me. I was doing full body, hour and a half sessions with a ton of volume. And I just love to go in and just pound it out. Now, up, and, up to about the four week mark, I really started to bonk. And this is when I was like, well, I need to start looking for potentially maybe refeeds. So I went on to Reddit and I asked the Keto Gains um, community. And the only answer I got was, nope, <laughs> you're not fast adapted yet. So carry on being keto and, you know, don't basically shut up and <laughs> carry on doing keto. Um, and that was the only reply I got from the entire forum. So I thought that was a little bit, um, I don't know. I mean, let's let's hope that represented what they all thought, but it was a bit odd, I think. It was a bit, uh, it put me off. But I thought, okay, fair enough. If that's the case, then fair enough. But I did decide to do a, some refeeds. So I did a refeed. I felt great, had loads of energy again. Within two weeks again, wham. And that was one of the times I, I slipped out of ketosis um, in those initial eight weeks. So did a refeed, felt good. 
Another two weeks went by, wham, I was just dragging my feet. And the worst thing was, I wasn't just dragging my feet in the gym, I was dragging my feet outside the gym as well. Now, I do accept that maybe some of this will be the fact that it was right in the middle of winter, so it was cold outside. I might not have been wanting to go for a walk, but um, my steps were way down. I was just dragging my feet in all aspects. I was tired. Just generally, I just didn't have energy for life, basically. So I was kind of keeping up with, I mean, I was I was fine keeping up with, you know, training and diet and stuff, but my main focus was my work, so I put pouring all my energy into that. And that was fine. That was all good. Work was clicking along very nicely. Um, clients' check-ins were going great. People were getting results and all hunky-dory. But in terms of energy outside of that, it was really waning. And so at the six-week mark, I had another refeed. And once again, lots of energy. Then just basically just crawled into the eight-week mark and felt horrendous. And I thought, look, something's got something's to give here. So then that was kind of the end of my hardcore keto phase, the two months out of the six. Now, for the past four months, what I've been doing is I've been having my carbs a little bit higher. Uh, carbs at about 100 grams fat, appropriately a little bit higher, and then um, rest of it protein. So essentially a meat, meat, fruit diet, kind of, I guess you could say, meat, fruit, and veg diet. So my only carbs are coming from whole foods like... Um, lots of vegetables and some fruits. I liked strawberries, bananas, mangoes, stuff like that. So my carb intake wasn't super high. It was about 100 grams. So this also had some, It was this was quite livable, I guess. The problem that I mostly felt was one of tracking some of my stats, some of my um, biomarkers that I tracked. And this sort of this was why this phase went on for so long because I was seemingly relatively happy doing it like this. Okay. I still missed a lot of the stuff that I wanted to eat, like and which I only realized I missed later on after I came off the diet. But in general, I was pretty happy in this way. It was a lot of meat, you know, a lot of um, the same stuff I was eating on keto, but with the addition of more fruit. Now, I found this fairly easy to overeat on. I think this was possibly the worst approach when it came to, um, I guess, when it came to body composition. Because if you're eating a predominantly keto diet, but then you're adding fruit on top of that, you're basically taking a keto diet and adding about 100 grams of carbs. That's not a great combination. Because the whole thing about the keto diet is you eat these fatty foods and you eat, you eat fat above about 70% of your total calories so that you have this appetite suppression effect. That's the whole buzz behind keto. It's the whole thing about fat. Like fat's not very satiating until you get to up to that 70% mark. We know that from the work by Marty Kendall. So yeah, you know, it, it wasn't as satiating. I didn't feel as satisfied as I did on the keto diet. So this kind of like just meandered on for another few months and I just carried on in this way of eating, not thinking too much about it. Um, just, you know, trying to see out an experiment and see which direction I want to take it in. There was no real urgency. But what started to happen, and this is what caused the urgency, I started to notice my biomarkers were getting worse. And this was troubling. So normally I stay around roughly, say, low 50s for heart rate. I stay, my blood pressure normally stays around 110 over 70. But I was starting to creep up. Now, was never going to dangerous you know, ranges. So blood pressure, but, but more often than not, was blood pressure was starting to hit the 120 over 80 mark on a regular basis. 
Now, for me, that's linking er. Uh, I don't want it there. Now, I know your doctor will say that's optimal and that's perfect and that's fine, but I, I, I prefer to keep my blood pressure a little bit lower just on a general day-to-day -day basis, just for health and longevity. My opinion that it's a little better there. Also, 65 as a heart rate, which had risen up from, say, 53 or 52, isn't high, but it's certainly higher than it was. So again, that was another marker in which I was thinking, hold on, this doesn't feel good either. Like, what's going on? And it was just a gradual shift in that direction. So over the course of the following four months, more and more I was getting these biomarker readings, which were just worse and worse. And I'm thinking, something's off here. And it's not just a one-off. It was a consistent, week by week, just consistently, it wasn't going in the right direction. I thought, I don't like this. Now, I felt fine. I felt okay. There was nothing particularly wrong with my day-to-day -day kind of performance. I felt all right. But it ended up probably, where was it, late March, where I thought, you know what, it's, it's really come to a head. Something's got something's to snap here. I've got to change something. And I, I looked back and I thought, you know what, I've been experimenting on this for five or six months now. Let's change it up because clearly this is going in the wrong direction. And I thought, I thought it probably takes about that time to kind of figure out, well, what, what's going on? But this is the thing. I think with that, I, and I'll do a bit more of a roundup at the end, but I just want to say this point while, I'm, while it's fresh in my head. I think this may be the reason why a lot of pro-keto guys and girls, they, they find a lot of positivity in, in how they feel about keto initially. It's the over-the-time stuff, which if you don't regulate it as closely as I do, can cause worry. And I think a lot of people don't see that because they see it's easier to keep your weight down. Like my weight got as low as 79. I should have been really happy. But there were the other factors, the performance factors, the heart rate, the blood pressure, which all pointed to a, a negative trend. Like I simultaneously was as lean as I was for a long time, but also I felt unhealthier. That's not good. And I think if, if I was more overly obsessed with my weight rather than my actual health markers, then that probably would have been fine. But the reality of it is most people are obsessed about their weight for aesthetic purposes rather than for health purposes. So I think they, they have a disconnect there between what they should be looking for. Whereas for me, hitting 79, 80 kilos, I was like, this is cool, but ah, something doesn't feel quite right. And so, yeah, I think if people aren't tracking those biomarkers on a regular basis, and also, I mean, the blood test I did showed you know, good blood work. In fact, my, my cholesterol had technically gotten better, even though it had risen up. So I think it would have been very easy for people to say, okay, actually, this is very positive for me, and look at some of those signs. But I just knew my body, and I knew if it wasn't performing well, and if these biomarkers were in a range which I was uncomfortable with, that just wasn't a good thing. So anyway, I started to read up on the effect of fat intake, particularly saturated fat intake, which you inevitably eat more of when you're on keto. You don't have to, but it's just a practical option, like fattier meats and cheeses and stuff like that. So I looked upon the, the effect of saturated fat on heart rate and blood pressure. And there's actually quite a lot of information on the effect of saturated fat on heart rate. There is some on blood pressure as well, but effect of saturated fat on heart rate was interesting. And it seems to be that saturated fat intakes tend to worsen people's reaction to stresses. Now, that was quite interesting because I'm an quote-unquote entrepreneur. I fucking hate that term, but there you go. Um, that's what I do. I basically work for myself. So I'm very self-fueled. 
So any stress about the business is my own. Like if you're working for somebody else and something goes wrong in the business, well, somebody else's problem. But like for me, you know, it's all it's all on me. So I have a reasonable amount of stress, I guess. Uh, not like crazy or anything, but I have a reasonable amount of stress. And perhaps what was happening with the higher fat intake was that was having a negative effect on my heart rate and blood pressure. I mean, potentially, who knows? I mean, I don't know how it works out. I mean, regardless, maybe if I was, you know, uh, had a regular job, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this works. But anyway, whatever the, whatever the problem was, whether it was stress or whether it wasn't, it seems, according to the research, that saturated fat does seem to exacerbate the effect of stress. It makes you less able to deal with stress. Ergo, you would have increase in your heart rate and blood pressure, even though your body weight was lower. Body weight had been 10 to 12 pounds lower, but heart rate and blood pressure was up. So that was very interesting for me. It was sort of the key to the castle there, as it were. So I found that really interesting. And it basically corroborated what I thought, what I saw in my own biomarkers. So I thought, okay, I started to do some more reading and I thought, okay, let's try something else. So I went with effectively what I used to do, but probably a little bit more further along the bodybuilder diet. Uh, just to give you some background on this, I've always taught what I refer to as bodybuilding nutrition. I, I think that's the premier, um, I think that's the, the premier way for most people to eat. So what I generally teach is moderate amount of protein, as I said at the beginning, moderate amount of protein, high amounts of fruits and vegetables, and then filling in the rest with a combination of other things. So I went over on the other side of things, a little bit further along those recommendations, and I slashed fat even further. And I've been doing this now for about two weeks. So I slashed fat even further. And fat was close, closer to 25 to 30 grams. Protein was moderate. For me, that's what I consider to be moderate is 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. So about 150 grams of protein for me. I weigh about 180 to 190. And then the rest from carbs. So on a regular basis, I might be having five to 600 grams of carbs. On a low day, I might have like three to 350 or 400. Anyway, so quite quite a different nutrient profile. Now, before we go on, I'm just gonna say one more thing. I started to track, well, I started to more closely track blood glucose um, towards the tail end of the keto stuff. Now, what I noticed was my blood glucose, when I was doing the keto stuff, was trending higher than I would like. So in English terms, it was more like 4.7, 4.8, 4.9 which in American terms is, if you just times about 18, is about 86. So that is, that is your blood pressure um, fast, sorry, that is your blood glucose fasted in the morning, okay? Now, when I transitioned to a low-fat approach, that consistently dropped a lot better. Now, this I found to be really, really freaking strange, right? Because how is it when you're eating a ketogenic approach, or mostly ketogenic with lower carbs. And considering, look, my work, my output is quite high. So 100 grams of carbs of carbs for me is not very much carbs. Like I train a lot, I, I, I'm active. So 100 grams of carbs is not very much. I was probably in ketosis at least most of the day, or at least some portions of the day, even when my carb intake was higher. So what has confused me, and I, I say confused me, um, Riley, what, what is interesting, I think, is that my blood glucose on average was was higher back then. And again, nothing medicinally a problem, okay? So nothing that you could take to your doctor and he'd go, oh, there's a huge difference here. But again, it's trends, isn't it? It's trends. Because I know I know the criticisms of this might be like, Faz, well, 
you were hardly diabetic. I get, I get that. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm simply saying there's a trend. So I went from when I was doing the ketogenic-esque approach, certainly the high-fat, low-carb approach, I went from a BG eating of about, say, 4.9, which is roughly 90-ish, you know, fasted. So that was fine. Now, when I transitioned, my blood glucose started to go out of whack. So I've actually got the readings here. I started to begin low-fat, which was at about 25 to 30 grams of fat per day on the 21st of March. Now, for that week and about a half, my BG readings went crazy. My, my BG readings went crazy. So they were more like 5, 5.2 in the mornings, which in American terms is about 93, okay? Which is unusual, you know? Um, it's starting to border on those highs, which for a guy of my fitness level, you wouldn't expect that, okay? Now, after that short transition period of about 10 days, my blood glucose completely leveled out. So the readings this week have been 4.1, 4.1, 4.2, 3.7. very, very low. Basically, I would say on, you're looking at about 73 fasted in the morning, which is a great reading. Now, that is with five to 600 grams of carbs per day. On a low day, which I have every now and again, about 400 grams of carbs. So consistently, they're lower than they were when I was on the lower carb, high fat approach. And that, I think, is the bottom line for me anyway. There's definitely a trend in that direction. And I feel like I have more energy. My training is better. Body weight seems to be still roughly the same, 83, 84-ish. In fact, if anything, it's going down. Um, again, which is which is kind of cool. I'm eating on average more calories. This is the kicker as well. I think this is quite interesting. On average, I'm eating more calories now than I was previously but my BG readings are lower and my body weight is trending downwards. That's quite weird. Now, there's no sort of metabolic magic here. Obviously, what this is, is um, my, my output is higher. So I'm more active. My NEAT is higher with more carbs. And this corresponds to what we know about um, carbs and energy. I'm just more active. You know, I'm just, I spend more energy just doing things. I'm I'm probably in a better mood most of the day. I'm probably more apt, likely to go out for walks. Uh, I'm probably training harder again. So it all points to like greater output, which leads to better glucose control and body weight slowly climbing down again, even though I'm eating quite a lot more. So I, my body weight seems to be reducing on about 2,800 calories per day on average across the week. Now that's a lot of calories. And yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty big muscularly I'm quite a large guy I've got a pretty decent output so one would expect me to be losing weight at that amount but still 2800 calories dropping weight is pretty cool so anyway that was my the, the summation of my six month low carb high fat experiment um, to summarize I think there were some benefits of keto I can see it being well, to firstly, let's start with the disclaimer that I gave at the beginning of the video. This is not going to be for everyone. This is my own particular results. Um, I was I was curious about keto. One of the, you know one of the reasons I was curious about keto was that there was so much backlash against keto in the industry. Like in our fitness evidence based community, there is so much backlash against it. That's what made me curious about it. Like, why is everyone just so viscerally viscerally acting? against it 
making jokes and memes about it. So I, I wanted to try it. So anyway, um, yeah, so I think positives are, it, it seems to be good for body composition. I think part of that might have been water weight because I, I did carry a lot less, I was a lot drier when I was doing keto, a lot drier. Um, other things was types of food you get to eat were quite cool, quite nice, quite interesting. That aspect of it doesn't appeal to me as much though, I would say, because I'm not really that much of a foodie when it comes to my day-to-day -day meals. I'm a foodie when I go out to a restaurant, right? But I don't need a random meal on a Wednesday afternoon to be a culinary delight. Okay? That doesn't do anything for me. So I'm not one of those guys, not anymore anyway. Like um, what I eat on a day-to-day -day basis is what I eat. I don't pay that much attention. And I can pretty much enjoy whatever I'm eating. I don't, I'm not one of those guys who's a very picky eater. Uh, like right now, it's chicken, rice, vegetables, and Frank's hot sauce. Like, mmm, lovely, <laughs> says every bodybuilder around the world. But, um, you know, so I, I don't really, so the, the whole food aspect of things, it's not that appealing. And I, I imagine that's probably why it's appealing to a lot of former fatties, because it's a way that they get to indulge while still being on a diet and while still losing weight. My concern, though, is for some people, me included, it might be detrimental to their health. If they do it on the long term, it might be a problem. You know, I don't think six months is particularly long term in this context, particularly for a guy like me who's otherwise relatively healthy. So, um, yeah, interesting. Anyway, in terms of the negatives, well, output and training intensity went down, which I think in the long term is really going to screw with a lot of factors like body composition, fat loss, you know, in the long term, actually maintaining it in the long term. It's a long game. It'll, that's the issue I have. I think if you are putting out less training intensity in the gym and not the type of training intensity you need to actually maximize results, it's going to be harder. The thing is, on keto, you'll feel like you're training hard, but then you add some carbs in and you look back on that and think, well, I wasn't training very hard at all. And you'll see that because your performance will go up. Like your, the weights you lift, the amount of work you can do will all trend upwards. So you can't say, well, I was working hard on keto. Like, yeah, sure, you felt like you were, but you add carbs in, you're probably going to work a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more. It's kind of like going into the gym drunk and working out as hard as possible. Like, yeah, it probably feels really freaking hard, but to an outsider looking in, you probably look like a sloth. So, yeah, you know, I think that's, and you, I think you have to have the humility to understand that. Like, I have the humility to, to be able to say that here because I don't have an ego attached to these things. So, yeah, my diet right now, and I think this is another experiment I'm going to be doing for the next sort of six months, is very much a low-carb, sorry, a low-fat, I would say high-carb approach. My actual my actual amounts are anywhere between four to 600 grams of carbs per day, roughly 150 protein and about 25 grams of fat. That has given me a lot of training energy. I still seem to be progressing very rapidly. I can do more volume in the gym. I'm more active. And we're gonna, I'm going to experiment with that for about six months, and then I'll report back on what I've been doing there too. But um, yeah, I'm going to call this here. Hopefully that was interesting for you guys. And um, yeah, just uh, my own experiment. So speak to you. Speak to you guys in the next one.